0: you are right now where you are. Yes, life has stuff that happens for sure, and some of that is outside of your sphere of control, but how you react to what happens in life is your choice. And all the ways that you react come out of this thing we call the mind. The New Testament calls it the cardia the inner man where your emotions, your mind, your will, all that stuff exists. And um, Proverbs tells us that... Um, Uh, As a man thinks in his heart, so he will become. Whatever you are now is a result of what's gone on inside here, in here. And wherever you're going to be in the future will be a result of what's going on in this thing right now and into the future. You agree with me? Hallelujah. So I use the idea to begin with this thing out of Ezekiel chapter 22, where Ezekiel, Uh, had been told by God, um, God's communicating with him. And he said, Ezekiel, you know, he said, Israel's in a terrible mess. And um, I've got to judge it. I've got to bring some judgment down because they are so far away from where I want them. And they are way too much like the world. And God, because of how he's designed things, was having to bring some judgment. But rather than bring judgment, He's talking to Ezekiel and saying, I'm looking for someone who will intercede or will stand there on behalf of this nation who is so far away from me so that I don't need to bring judgment. So there's the judgment of God, but there's a higher plane called the grace of God. Jesus came to bring grace to us. The world is already condemned, the the scripture says in John, but God sent Jesus to Save the world. You with me? So, in the heart of God, there is a desire for the world to experience His grace. And He looks around the planet to try and find people who will be willing to be those who will stand in the gap on behalf of a world that really does deserve His judgment. And one of the things about, like I said this morning, about you speaking the name of Jesus over situations is you can bring down the kingdom of God to places that actually don't deserve it. You can bring down the kingdom of God and His love and His grace and His compassion uh, to family members who are far from Him, to this community that is far from Him. And God is looking for people to stand in the gap for the lost. Seeking people. Then we went on to look about, he asked for two things when he was talking to Ezekiel. He said, Ezekiel, I need people who are going to be willing to stand in the gap, but I also need that person or people to be able to build a thing called a wall because he said, I sought for a man who could build a wall and stand in the gap. Now, when you decide to stand in the gap on behalf of God, right, you need to be able to build a wall that protects you from the onslaught of the enemy if you are willing to stand up against them. You are in a spiritual fight. And uh, I went into also about building a mind wall, what it means to build a mind wall, a, pr- a place of protection in your head. It's like the scripture Terry said earlier on uh, this morning about, you know, we're not meant to be like the world. So we need to have this place where we build a wall that um, um, two, re- two three reasons why you want to build a wall. Number one, it's to define the boundaries of the kingdom of heaven within your mind. Number two is to protect what's going on inside of your head from the onslaught of the enemy on the outside. The Bible talks a lot about um, the mind. Jesus, when he said in Matthew chapter 4.17, um, when he first began his ministry, he said this, from that time, Jesus began to preach and say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. See, Jesus came... He said, Heaven's around you, it's come to the earth, but you need to do a thing called repentance. And people are confused often about what it means to repent. People think repentance means to just start doing good. Well, no, it actually, it's not what it means. Repentance means to have a physical turnaround actually inside your thinking from going one way to another It's to change how you think in order to transform what you do on the outside. Lots of people in Christians struggle because they try to be good, but they don't understand the need or the concept to change how they think. Because if you change how you think, you will change what you do. You with me? So repentance means to turn around, stop following the world, stop following the thinking of the world, and allow your mind to be transformed by God. And that will change what you do. You with me? Are we in agreement? Okay, so that's kind of where we were. Then I talked about this idea, go back to the wall, of how you build a mine wall. Now, a wall requires material. I used to be a builder. If I was going to build a wall, um, I needed the material to build a wall, whether it was going to be out of stone or brick or wood or or um, steel. You can't build a wall unless you got material. So you need material in order to build a mind wall to protect you, remember, to keep your mind safe from uh, conforming to the world, to define in your thinking where the kingdom of heaven is and to keep out how the world thinks or how the enemy wants to attack your mind. But you've got to have material. The material that God uses to build is His Word. Go right back to the book of Genesis at the beginning of creation. God spoke And it became. See, the word of God has power to create, to build. He didn't get a whole bunch of materials together in regards to physical things. It was the word that made everything that you see. True? So the principle for you, if you want to have a mind that is a mind that is the kingdom mind, that has boundaries in it, you get material. That material must be has to be the Word of God. If you don't know the Word of God, if you're not, as a Christian, pulling your material together, you will not be able to build a wall to protect your mind. That's why we have the Bible. That's why people come to church on Sunday, hopefully. Almost fell over then. Um, It's because we're giving you the material to build your future and to build the way you think. And you can't build a mind of the kingdom without God's building material. Okay? Hallelujah. i use the example, actually, it says this. Um, I'll give you another scripture. Uh, it says, Romans 12, 2, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, don't conform to the world, don't follow the pattern of the world, but rather allow your mind to transform, to change, to be different through the renewing. Through the renewing of it. And then watch what else it says. That you may prove that which is a good and acceptable will and perfect will of God for your life. Hallelujah. Um, 2 Timothy 1 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear. A lot of people are struggling in fear and anxiety. But God hasn't given us that. It says this, But I have given you power, love, and a sound mind. Note power power, that's dunamis power, that's the Holy Spirit power, Uh, power, love, and then it says a sound mind. So God wants to give you a sound mind. A mind, actually that means, the actual language means disciplined. Disciplined mind. To discipline something requires effort. If you want to be a sports person, I know I've seen Jesse's gym at his house and it frightened me. They were saying, Go on, do this, have a pull of that, have a pull of this. And I think, I'll kill myself. But I know Jesse is disciplined with this physical aspect to build his body. There is a discipline within him. I know Nick is disciplined when it comes to his bike riding. He is disciplined. How far did you ride this week or last week? Tell me a figure, Nick. 110 Ks. Jesus, pray for it. We pray for you. 110 Ks. Discipline to do 110 Ks. I don't think I can do 2 Ks at the moment. Paula, how far could you do on a bike? Half a K. Nicole, 92. She's probably lucky if she can get on the bike. So God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. That's how the world thinks. That's how the world deals with everything that's going on. Hear what's happening in Russia at the moment? Mate, the world's chaotic and crazy. But guess what? We don't have to follow the fear of the world because God has given us power, Holy Spirit power, love, love, hard sometimes, but we have received from God the most amazing love. He wants us to distribute love. He gives us so we will distribute love. He's given us power so we will distribute power to a world that needs him. And that name of Jesus, people need that name. But the sound mind is so incredibly important. Too many Christian minds are chaotic and they go from, you know, it's all good to panic and freak out or worry or this or that. And the Bible says to me that he's not given us a mind that panics and freaks out. He has given me a sound mind or a disciplined mind. You with me? Hallelujah. Okay, now I use the example for building material. Remember I said the word of God. You need to use the word of God. If you don't know it, friend, you're going to have a chaotic mind either going from being a bit of God and a bit of the world or if you really aren't putting the word in you, your mind will be trapped in the way of the world. Your mind will be trapped and follow all the pressures and everything that the world tries to push on you because you ain't got the stuff that will help you discipline your mind. The Word. Hallelujah. Um, I use the example of Philippians. Okay, remember the Word of God is the building block of the universe. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Be anxious of nothing or be anxious about nothing But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God which transcends, which rises above, which is higher, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. There are three aspects of building material in that scripture. Number one, prayer. Prayer is friends, not some religious act where you recite over and over again some religious whatever. Prayer is just saying, God, talking to God. Prayer is simply taking the time to communicate with the creator of the universe who actually wants to hear you. Prayer, talking to God. Second thing it says is petition. Petition is, God, I love you, God, I'm talking to you. And then petition is this. God, i got this challenge. My wife is driving me nuts. No? Yes. My wife isn't today? Yes, No, no. But petitioning is bringing your problem. God, my son is struggling. God, my husband. God, uh, I don't have enough, enough money. God, you know, blah, blah, blah. Petitioning is bringing what your problem is to him. Lots of Christians, before they do that, they just play with the problem in their head and the problem overwhelms them. Friend, life has problems. That's how it is. But you can begin to talk to God and bring the problem to him. Petitioning. Prayer, petitioning. Remember, the material from God. The third thing is thanksgiving. A lot of Christians don't do that. They might, God, because they're so desperate, I need your help. And and just spit out the problem, but they forget the third material, the third building block. It's like if you try and build a house and you get a whole bunch of timber and you cut it into the sizes, but you don't nail it together. It's just a whole bunch of rubble lying on the ground and will never be anything because it's got to be nailed together. You with me? Thanksgiving is a means that God has given us from his word in order for us to build a wall in our minds of protection. Thanksgiving is simply beginning to go, God, I thank you for, let's start from the beginning. You start talking, petitioning. Second thing, God, i got this problem. Third thing, God, I thank you that you're the creator of the universe. God, I thank you that you've helped me through so, so many difficulties in my life. God, I thank you that you will bring my answer. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Ever met anybody who doesn't say thank you? Ever help someone and they never say thank you? Who wants to be the person like that? Why are we like that to God? Prayer, petition, thanksgiving. Then it says this. And it, I'm telling you, I don't know how many times it's been my experience. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Friend, you follow the process. He sends peace. He brings rest that is way above everything else and it is higher than the natural. And who prefers peace than anxiety? Building materials, okay? The Word of God. If you are not investing in the Word of God, you ain't going to get out of the trouble where you're at. Or you'll go from problem to problem. Hallelujah. Oh, how am I? no, I'm not looking at the clock because we don't do that anymore. Proverbs 24. I wasn't going to use this one. I'm going to quickly use it because it's an amazing proverb. Um, Proverbs, so this is kind of where I'm going into the new thing. Proverbs 24, 30, 34 says, So I went by the field of the lazy man. The lazy man, and by the vineyard of the man devoid of understanding. So, two types of people. You have a lazy man or a slothful person, a person who doesn't put out the work or just sits back and just wants to. Uh, uh, uh. It even talks in the Proverbs about a lazy person that doesn't even use the energy to put food in their mouths. Lazy people, it's talking about laziness. And then it says, by the field, by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. Two types of people. The lazy person and the person who doesn't understand. Go back to the mind thing that I'm talking about. There are lazy Christians who won't be bothered with the word of God. There are lazy Christians who just want it all and wonder why their life is chaotic. And they just sit there lazy spiritually. Oh, i mean today. We can all fall into laziness. Hallelujah. And then there's the person who's just like void of understanding. He's got a vineyard. And he's the guy that just ah, doesn't get to understand the things of life and why and this and that. They're just like, whatever happens, happens kind of guy. They don't understand lazy Christians that's going to show us the result of the mind. The Christian devoid of understanding. Two different types. Two people with the opportunity. One person has a field that should be highly productive. The field is there and it's just waiting for productivity. It's waiting for profit. It's waiting to grow into something. And then there's the Guy with the vineyard, and the vineyard is meant to be producing some pretty cool grapes. But one's lazy and one lacks understanding. And there it was, all overgrown with thorns. Its surface was covered with nettles. What are those bitty bitty things you have here in Australia? What are they? Bindies, they are nasty. I hate bindies. I was wearing my crocs the other day. Grey. There are some pink ones, but I am not secure. Do those suckers go right through a croc. We don't have bindies in New Zealand. Mind you, I don't have to wear my Crocs in New Zealand either, but anyway. (laughs) Bindies, nettles. Its stone wall was broken down. When I saw it, I considered it well. I looked on it and I received instruction. He's learning from this picture that he's seen. He's understanding something about a slothful man and a person who chooses to lack understanding. A little sleep a little slumber, a little folding of the hands, so shall your poverty come like a prowler and all all your need like an armed man. Our minds are meant to be highly productive instruments that God has given us, but he has made a way and a means that we are meant to work with him with our mind if you are lazy with it, slothful, or you choose to undertake and understand the significance of your mind and the word of God, this is where you're going to go. The wall was broken down. The place that was meant to protect the vineyard, the place that was meant to protect The the field had broken down and everything was just coming in. The devil exists and, friend, he wants to plant in your mind weeds and bindies. You're meant to participate with God to protect your own mind. You have to play your part. And if you are lazy with it, it's on you. Jeez, is this a bit hard? Oh, I feel bad. No, I don't actually. This is my journey. God told me a while back, my wall had some places where I had not maintained it and so the enemy was getting inside. Hallelujah. Mind. Building in your mind with the material of the word of God. Is this speaking to anybody? Anybody? I want to jump, Yeah, Here's where I wanted to get to. Remember, we're talking about the mind. So this is a key scripture. I don't know how far we're going to get with it, but it's a real good one. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, 3 through to 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, 3 through to 5. For though we walk in the flesh, man, I've got a body, I'm walking in the flesh. We do not walk according to the flesh. This is not a physical thing that we're talking about for the weapons of our warfare, you mean there's a war going on, are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds and casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. It's not a physical thing we're talking here. This is not like Physical. This is talking about spirit. And it uses the language of war. If you were living in Ukraine today and you just, you know, the bombs have fallen and everything's going around you and you were just ignorant of the war, how stupid would you be? How dumb would it be? How silly are we if we don't understand we are in a spiritual war? The war to control territory in your mind. You with me? There is a war. There is a battle going on. To which which way you're going to go with this? Is it going to be the world or God? War. It says, um, "For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal." Kind of war going on, but but mighty, yeah, well, well i got some mighty weapons, in God, not by yourself, with God, in God, following God, for the pulling down of strongholds. Somebody want to tell me what they think a stronghold is? Chains, yeah, chains, yeah, strongholds, yeah? It talks of fortresses. It means a place that has been fortified... In your thinking. A stronghold is basically, this is my definition, a place where something that is bad in your life has a stronghold over you. It can be anxiety, it can be fear, it can be physical, carnal, the flesh, greed, lust, whatever. Your mind. And this is the wall that the enemy has built in your mind over the years. This is a place where he's got some kind of territory or hold on your thinking that he has built this place that is a fortress in your thinking. Anybody got any of those? Nah, nobody here. I've got a couple. Strongholds. The Bible tells me that strongholds can be pulled down. I was talking to somebody the other day. And uh, they were having some struggles and and whatnot. And um, they'd made a couple of bad choices. And um, they knew they had. And uh, they said, I'm just so useless. I'm always useless. I'm just so hopeless. And the language that was coming out of them to me was like a place that the enemy over many years had built a fortress in their thinking. You know that when you are as young as from the time you are born and those formative years in your lives, there are things and thinkings that develop in your mind that are not good stuff. There's good stuff possibly, but there's bad stuff. Those are the strongholds that are repeated things in your life over years and years and years. I've got a couple. You want to know them? Not today. No, no, I'll I'll give you some, not yet, because I'm not there yet. Number one, we're in a war. You are a soldier fighting a battle. Number two, you have weapons. There is armory and tools that God has given you to fight the enemy. Number three, you are meant to engage in the war. You are not meant to be passive. You're not meant to sit back and be lazy. You're not meant to sit back and just whatever happens, happens, friends. You are meant to getting off your bum and building your own wall. Bum in church. Sorry. Pulling down means to demolish and destroy. Strongholds mean walls, fortresses that the enemy has built. Something that has a stronghold on you needs to be pulled down. It talks about this thing called arguments. I'm just going to do a rough rundown of this thing. So strongholds, and it says casting down arguments. Or oh, Arguments, not funny things. Ever had an argument? If you had been married. No, you know, arguments when you're married, one, third, one person thinks this and the other person thinks that. And both can be very strong opinions in regards to that kind of stuff. Be married 40 years, man, if I had a buck for every one of those... Arguments. So the Bible is saying that there are arguments that need to be dealt with in your mind. Kind of interesting. Arguments going on in your head. And um, so I've been thinking about today, well, I think when I have an argument with my wife, she thinks this, and I think that. I mean, nine times out of ten, I'm right. Nah. Probably, she tells me, one out of ten I'm right, so must be that statistic. So you've got arguments. <laughs> i do the jokes. <laughs> I have arguments in my head. Do you know that? I had an argument in my head this morning. I woke up. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on in my world at the moment. And I woke up. And I was not feeling it. I'm thinking, I'm coming to church to preach, and I'm just not feeling it. It's not the first time either. It's all good. <laughs> and um, my, my mind just began to think around all the things going on in my life and all the this and the that and the stuff with Africa and challenges and Demeloquin and Cobram challenges and Yarrawonga and da 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 and some family ones. And it was kind of like really quite overwhelming And I just wasn't feeling it. And there was a voice in my head that was arguing to try and make me feel discouraged. It was just telling me all the reasons why I should feel discouraged and just, you know, just empty. And the whole, you know, give up thing. It's funny, stats for pastors are Mondays is is discouragement day. Well, I had mine on Sunday morning, so that's kind of cool. (laughs) <laughs> Funny, eh? And I'm not, I'm not trying to cry on your shoulders. I'm just telling you I have arguments in my head. And, um, yeah, thank you, Libby. Because um, there was an opinion being expressed in my mind that was wanting to take control. Do you understand? There was an opinion telling me, convincing me, why I should want to give up. Argument, opinion. And of course I've been in the Word, I'm a Christian, I've been doing the journey a long time, and I knew what was going on, and I chose not to give in. See, here's the thing. We choose to give in way too easy sometimes. We give in to the argument or the opinion that is from the darkness. We choose to give in and let become overwhelmed by an opinion that is not God's. Nobody else here feel that? See, that's why the word of God is so important, because it gives you the truth. Hallelujah. The word is God is not just an opinion, it is the truth. Hallelujah. And the scripture says, "Know the truth and the truth will set me free. So I just began to throw that baby out of my head. I cast down that argument going on in my head, that opinion, because arguments actually means in the Greek, opinion. And I just started to get rid of that baby out of my head. You ain't staying. Get out of my head in the name of Jesus because the devil's trying to build some territory. And um, it's not like... it's, It's an ongoing battle. It's not the first time I've been there. Anyway, but then I started to gravitate towards God's opinion. I began to focus on what God says to me. And I remember in, in my head, I'll, I'll tell you my journey through that was remember the material to build the wall that I talked to you about? I started to think, well, God, you said to me, if I'm feeling burdened, you know, come unto me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So I said, God, I just throw all this stuff to you. I start giving to you all these things. And lo and behold, it lifted from me then I started to to say in my head, God, you say, those who are weary, you will give them rest if they draw near to you. So God, this morning, I just draw near to you. I just put my eyes on you. I just focus on you. I just look to you. And guess what? The weariness went because the materials were being built to produce what God wanted to do. You with me? How good is it that we have God to do that? Argument. Logic and reasoning that takes place in the mind and imagination about a particular opinion, uh, an exchange of diverging or opposite views typically can become heated or an angry one. Friends, there are two opinions that go on in our minds. There is the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of this world. And both have a pull. Both want to take control of your thinking. Both want to rule and build walls in your mind. One wants to rob, and that is the dark one, and the other wants to bring life and life in abundance. Which is the better one? Life and life abundance. I feel good, but I could have let that stuff take control. The reality is all those things are still going on, although I had some excellent news this morning. But we won't go there. Um, So I want to encourage you this morning. Stop being lazy. If you are lazy when it comes to the spiritual aspect of the Word of God, stop being lazy. Put some effort into it. If you are void of understanding, understand. Understand the spiritual significance of building God's word in your mind. Understand. And you don't have to be the person with the wall that's falling down, the person with all the weeds growing, the bindis that you step on that aren't much fun. Are you with me? Hallelujah! I'm trying not to do stupid little actions, but I just did that one then. (laughs) You better take that one off. So I'm just going to pray a prayer because I reckon I've said enough. um, I want to carry on on this theme about the mind uh, and future opportunities with you. I do encourage you if you missed the last two because they build on each other to watch them. Not because I'm worth watching, but because it's the Word of God. Um, so Father, I thank you. God, I so thank you that you have not given us a spirit of fear. God, we don't have to fear. We don't have to. You said, don't worry. You told us stop worrying. You even said you don't have to be anxious about anything. Not because you're trying to make a high bar for us that we can never reach, but because the truth is we don't have to. I pray this morning for every person listening. God, Let there be a new energy and a drive and an understanding that they need to gather the material of the Word of God in their minds. Father, give us a new drive. Help us not to be lazy. And Lord, also, please help us not to be dumb, stupid, void of understanding people. Lord, let us understand that we are in a war against spiritual powers. And God, let us understand that we can have a, that spirit of power that you've given us. We can carry your love. And Lord, you have given us a sound, disciplined mind. So Holy Spirit, whatever, wherever there is a place or a stronghold in people's thinking this morning, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Father, I, I pull it down on their behalf in your name. And I pray, Father, that there would come enlightenment and understanding about them, they themselves pulling down the argument, the wrong opinion, and the wall, the enemy, or the territory he's placed there. And Lord, that there would be the wall of the kingdom of heaven built in the name of Jesus Christ.